Kia ora and welcome everyone to the Kiwi Running Show brought to you by Tempo Fit. My name is Hayden Shearman. And I'm Hamish Meacham and welcome to episode 18. 18. Yeah, we're, we're legally able to have a drink now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, go in the military, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so great to have you along. We've got an action-packed show, well, I don't know, information-packed show. Um, we're going to have a lot of coverage on last weekend's national road relays. Yes. Um, yep. Some other national results. I think there's a couple of international things we'll update you on. So the first of the national news was a uh, little race happening in Auckland. Oh, I wouldn't say little, mate. It's a, <laughs> it's a national championship at the AUT Millennium Track on the North Shore, the official Athletics New Zealand 24-hour championship. Oh, my days. This is a thing that I would never do. Yeah, it's a running round and round a 400-metre track for 24 hours. And wow. I'd never say never, Hayden. It's yeah. good fun. And I asked you just before whether you swap directions. Yeah. And so they do. Yeah, every yeah. three hours they turn around and go the opposite direction, which to me that would actually be the worst thing about it. I've <laughs> I've never run the opposite way around a track. It's, yeah, yeah. It would just feels so i can't even imagine it in my head it's the whole zoolander thing i can't turn right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so yeah um great events um small events let's be honest but it's yeah. it's um our longest championship event and so congratulations to john bain of dunedin in 24 hours he covered 209.2 kilometers <sighs> So how many laps can we, can we work this do you out? Wanna, do you want to do the Five, math I on that? I think it's 500. It's a it's lot. It's just over 500. Yeah, yeah. 500 laps. Who's the counter? Yeah. This so, is what I want to know. Or just short of 510 laps. Um, oh, man. Wow. So and Jamie Hawker, another South Islander from Christchurch, was second with 193.6 kilometres. Wayne Botha, he's a South African dentist who lives in uh, Takapuna, runs for yep. Takapuna. He got 191.6 kilometres. He's quite. He runs in bare feet. He wow. holds the barefoot world record for a number of ultra distances. Don't know if he was wearing shoes on this occasion. Yeah. On the women's side, Penny Kirkwood of Auckland, who's a well-known uh, personality in the ultra running off-road scene, uh, she covered 146 kilometers ahead of Shirley Ralston and Aonini Kwok, um, who was third. So great running. They also had a supporting 12 and six-hour event. Um, so. Yeah, really great performances, and we'll see you there next year, I imagine. Hayden. Yeah, uh, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. Watch mate. this space. Yeah, um, is it is it something that's going to be every year? Yeah, they um, have it. They've had yeah. it every year for years. This is the first time that it's been officially an athletics New Zealand championship. Oh, cool! But they've had it as a New Zealand championship for oh, I'd want to say over a decade. Yeah. So it's organised by the Sri Shimnoi group. Yep. Um, so lovely bunch of hippies who, you know, vegans and world <laughs> peace and, and ums and ahs and all that nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, but so. Cool, cool event. Like if you do like going long and you usually do trail races or something like that, but you just want to see how many Ks can I do yeah. in a 24 hour bracket. This is a good good chance to do it i probably wouldn't recommend jumping into a 24 hour but yeah yeah okay start with the six maybe. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean what's the longest you've ever run uh time well, trail, time time on your feet time on my feet so i've done a few trail runs that would be like four or five hours yeah. see it's not what, actually that includes some you know walking yeah see even back when so, i was like a teenager i a couple of times a year i'd go i wonder how far i can run so yeah. Dating all the way back to when I was 17, I, I remember doing a six and a half hour run. So yeah. 
don't know why, but I just always enjoyed it. It's yeah. good fun. So, <laughs> um, other news around the country: a couple of half marathons. The Hamilton Half Marathon had a, a winner, a visitor from the UK, Isaac Dunn, winning in one eighteen. Second overall, Camille Buscom, who doubled yeah. back from National Road Relays. Oh, of course, and and ran one nineteen twenty two. Far out! That's so, a big old weekend, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge weekend. Uh, Bevan Williams, second male, third overall, and uh, Hannah Tomlinson was the second female, so pretty good running. And uh, a few of my Parafed members were down there um, doing the half marathon and associated events. So the fastest person on the course on the day was a guy, Dave McKelman, in a wheelchair in 104.19. So oh, nice. Dave is a cool. multiple Paralympic medalist, but he's in his like late 40s, early 50s now. Wow. So. But cool to see him still out there and still uh, smashing uh, you know, all the able-bodied runners. So, so good. has he won... Like wheelchair races back in the day, uh, he was more of a thrower actually, but oh, he really? does hold a lot of the wheelchair racing records oh, um, in cool. his particular classification. So yeah, nice. it's a real legend of of New Zealand para sport, Dave. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, good top top bloke. Um, moving to New Plymouth, talking of top top blokes, uh, one of the top juniors in the country, Michael Voss, um, who runs for Rotorua. Um, he won. The half marathon in one oh nine forty five. He's a serial half marathoner. He is. He? <laughs> Every month just we've got another it. result from him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's run some great times. This one's, you know, it's kind of a few minutes off his best. But the company that he beat, Sam Reeford, um, who yeah. we talked about a couple yeah. of weeks ago on the comeback trail, he was second. Nice. In one eleven twenty seven, and Robert Rawls was third in one fifteen. Um, on the women's side, Kirsten Foley of Stratford in one thirty-seven. So not bad running. Obviously, they would have struggled a bit with uh, being on the same. Both of those races uh, would have struggled in terms of the top-end competitors being on the same weekend as yeah. National Road Relays. Um, and just, uh, you know, also on the international side of things, I know I love covering a bit of race walking coverage. Nice, nice. So uh, Alana Barber and Quentin Rue are two Olympic race walkers raced in Japan, oh, sorry, China, excuse me, in an international event. Alana finishing 13th and Quentin coming in in 51st. So... You know, it looks wow, like must have been deep fields. Yeah, like, oh, China's pretty crazy good at race walking. That's but true. Just yeah. looking at the times, it looks like they might be a bit short on fitness and kind of maybe just uh, starting their build up again towards yep. world champs next year. Um, and uh, half marathon over in the UK. The do you know how to say this? You've lived in the UK, mate. Fleshy. Uh, is that a, is fleshy? that how you say that town? Man, I've I've never heard of that town. And the Fleshy and Essex Half Marathon, which is in the town of Fleshy, um, <laughs> Blair McWurter uh, ran a great half marathon, finishing second in one oh eight and ten seconds. Um, so clipping, Man, solid. yeah, clipping almost half awesome. a minute off his PB. Um, so he must be living in the UK now. Blair McWurter won Rotorua Marathon two oh, years cool. ago bet phil costly yeah. um and so he's transitioned from being a, a, a mountain trail runner yeah. to actually being a pretty decent road runner owning so, the roads yeah, yeah so good running there and then um we are going to obviously talk a lot about the national road relays but before we start that we've got a piece of interesting international news that yeah. we want to talk about and this has been blowing up on social media and running sites yeah, around the world and it's it, huge it's pretty classic because basically to paint the Paint the picture. 
of mm. the sort of genre that this lives in is um, I remember reading Dean Canese's book, uh, um, what, yeah. so 10 Ultra years ago, man. maybe a little little bit more. Yeah. And he was the, uh, in the modern era, era, the first sort of big, big superstar run for, for ages yeah. type yeah. guy. Um, and he'd do it for charity and all these good causes and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, since yeah. then, there's been lots of other people who have done similar things, um, big feats of running across America or across, I don't know, there was a race around the world, um, a, a relay race. But a lot of people are getting this big renown for for doing these these feats. Yeah. yeah. Um, they often raise a lot of money for charity, but it's becoming more and more like you're sort of seeing... Are they raising money for charity or are they doing this for, for yeah. ego? And so three words come to mind for me. Um, yeah. Blatant self-promotion. <laughs> um, and, and I think the story we're talking about today is a guy who is just a classic example of blatant self-promotion. And he's been called out because yeah. in an effort to promote himself and in an effort to blow himself up to be better than he actually is, he's cheated. Yeah. And uh, the running community have have kind of um, called him out, called him out, and he has been absolutely hammered. So we're talking about Robert Young, um, the ultra marathon cheat, the and, Londoner. Yeah, and yeah. so just to give a bit of perspective, going back decades and decades, there has been um, an established challenge, if you will, to run across the United States. Yeah. From, on a pretty set route, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a pretty set route from the East Coast to the West Coast. And I think yeah. it's starting in New York and finishing in California oh, does it, does or something. Does it go the or, other way? It starts oh, okay. Huntington Beach, okay. California, then finishes in, I want to say, D.C. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'll stand corrected there. But anyway, so um, you're right in that it is a pretty set kind of a route and it's you know, it's been done a number of times. There was yep. a New Zealander last year, Perry Newbold from Fielding, who went over and, and smashed the Masters record yeah, um, cool. and did a great job. Um, it always gets a lot of publicity. Yep. And um, so this guy, Robert Young, you say is from London? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He is a bit of a, he falls into this category of a, of a bit of a guy who's very interested in his own self-promotion. Um, and how he got going was he, in 2014, he watched the London Marathon mm. and sitting on the couch and he said to his partner, I'm going to run a marathon. And she was like, no, you can't run a marathon. Yeah. And so the next day he ran a marathon and then the next day he ran a marathon and then the day after that. And he kept on running marathons, did like 370 in a year. Yeah. But now with this new finding, it's like he didn't record any of those on Strava. So yeah. did he run that? Yeah. Run them or not? And so this is the thing. He, the whole, the whole, his whole world is coming into question. So yes. tell us, tell us what's happened. So he was running across uh, America, and yep. um, he's he was running with a watch, a Tom Tom, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, who uh, incidentally were sponsors of yep. him, along with a couple of other companies, including Skins. Yeah. So he had gone to the level where he had gone and and sought corporate support, and I, I think this is where some of the angst comes in because if you just go and cheat um in a event against yourself you're only cheating yourself yeah, yeah but he's kind of undermined the legitimacy of the sport so he's started out running and right from the get-go he was just smashing record pace like he was yeah. just 80 miles a day yeah yeah and cranking out sort of like seven and a half minute miles which is uh, i want to say five minute k's yeah even so quicker four, that, 440s yeah, yeah really really fast running 
Um, and he was clocking up lots of miles in the evening, like a lot of miles in the <laughs> evening. And so what originally started the whole thing off is um, a genuine supporter was like, this guy's awesome. I'm going to go run a few miles with him. Yeah. So he, the guy was driving down the highway um, wanting to catch up with him and thought I'll keep him company for, you know, 20, 30 miles in the evening. He'll appreciate that. It'll be cool for me to get some miles. Yeah, so he goes yeah. there, <laughs> sees the van. Yeah. Kind of drives down the of the road a few miles, doesn't see him, drives back the other way, sees the van again, looking around, can't see this. Robert Young can't see this runner guy. Uh, and the drives, van's just slowly driving along the, the road. The van's isn't it? just going at like <laughs> nine miles an hour. And he's like, What's going on here? So then he uh he posted a message on um our favorite website, letsrun.com, yep. uh onto the message board and just basically kind of said, Hey, it's really interesting. I went to went to run with the guy and nothing's there and that just snowballed people started um kind of questioning whether he was actually running yeah and uh and more people went to see him and and a few more kind of anecdotal reports were like no we just saw the van moving at night and no one was there running this got out and and robert young vehemently defended himself and said i was two miles ahead of the van or you didn't see me because i was wearing dark clothes and blah 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 but people you know, looking at his running background and how fast he had been in previous races, the pace he was keeping, you know, people just became there were a really, lot of question marks. Yeah, really, really <laughs> suspicious. And that it just grew and grew and grew and he denied it more and more and more. And then eventually he pulled out and said, oh, I've been injured. Yep. Um, well, apparently uh, some more experienced ultra runners joined him and mm. were as the support crew slash accountability crew. Yes, yes. And that's when the wheels started falling off. Yeah, on the his... pace. Yeah. Coincidentally, his pace just tanked, yeah. slowed right down, fell off the world record um, uh, kind of, uh, yeah. you know, milestones that he needed to meet and then was like, oh, no, I'm injured, pulled out. So, you know, the the let's run judge during executioner were just like, this guy's guilty, <laughs> blah, 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 caused a huge furor. And then one of his sponsors, Skins, actually sponsored an investigation. Yeah, an independent investigation. Yeah. And so yeah. there's there's a 101-page report that wow. has conclusively proven <laughs> that he cheated. So it's just, it's absolutely hilarious. And what what were the key, uh, how did they find out? Cadence, what was the cadence. So he's <laughs> yeah, wearing a tom-tom and, and so they worked out <laughs> the stride length that he would have had to have taken yeah. um, based on the cadence he was registering. And I think it's, uh, <laughs> he needed to be doing a stride length of 2.4 meters yeah. um, to be running at the pace that he said he was with the cadence that it registered. So yeah. it was just like, it's just a slam dunk. It, yeah. And I, there were big times when he was moving at with a a cadence or, or a stride length of like 300 meters yeah oh, <laughs> so. yeah yeah so yeah we'll put um a link to the let's run report on the show notes yeah. as worth checking out um yeah. but this isn't the first time that let's run has exposed yeah, yeah. cheats within our sports yeah so i know you're a fan of uh kip litton <laughs> the, the running dentist do you want to tell yeah, us a I mean, this, about him this guy is gold it, and very sad all at the same time because yeah. his, um, he's he's a dentist that works in Michigan, I think it is, and he's got mm. uh, a couple of kids, and one of them has cystic fibrosis. So yeah. he's he's gone on a big campaign to raise money for cystic fib- fibrosis, and yeah. um, his thing was to run a sub three hour marathon in every state in the US. Mm. Mm. But what happened was he. Um, 
he didn't complete them. He would take yeah. shortcuts. And uh, I, I forget how it all came out, but one of his competitors was like, I didn't, I'm sure I didn't see him on the course, but somehow yeah. he finished ahead of me. So he went back and looked at all the race photos and of the top hundred runners, like he finished like sixth or something of those top hundred runners. Everyone had at least three or four photos of them on the course. Yeah. There was none of him, yeah. but still there was a record of him going over the, the midway. Yeah. Um, transponder mat and the finish line yeah um and now it's come out races all over the the country in the states uh, of this guy uh photos of him sneaking off the the course yeah photos of him changing his outfit midway photos of him running like at boston yeah and, you know he did it at boston which is a huge race he yeah. finished in 252 which if anyone knows marathon times that's really that's respectable a good run. yeah really and he's in respectable. his 40s so yeah, yeah really respectable and so he's running um in a group that ended up finishing in about 255 and he's in track pants and he's got a hat yeah. on and a long sleeve shirt and these guys are all in their like ultra racing kits and flats yeah. and he's clearly either walking or jogging <laughs> alongside these guys so he's there's some amazing photos yeah so. yeah and yeah. so there's lots of um there's there's a huge huge amount of circumstantial evidence no one has ever seen him literally sneaking off the course or going through a shortcut or hopping in a car yeah but the evidence is just piled up and he is deny 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 so Um, crazy yeah Yeah. eventually there was an article in the new yorker it's a it's a long article, but it's a great read. Again, we'll put it on the show notes because yeah. it needs to be turned into a documentary. Yeah, it it's does. This, incredible. This though. guy will go down as one of the greatest frauds in sporting history. Yeah. Um, and and in many ways, it's more interesting than the Robert Young story because uh, he's this guy's done it in major road races, and he even yeah. invented his own race at one stage. Hayden. Yeah. Yeah, he made his own website. Yeah. Yeah. Had <laughs> fake competitors. Yeah. So in order to run a. a marathon in under three hours in wyoming he just made up a race he just he'd made the west wyoming marathon and people you know once the rumors got out let's run being you know judged during executioner hundreds of running nerds just jumped onto this and started yeah. investigating all of his events and quickly they found out hey there's no such thing as the west wyoming marathon there's a website there's results all these people and he'd made it all up yeah and it all um goes back to um the web designer yeah, that he contracts to create his own website for his dentistry. So yeah, you you oh. do the who is um things behind the the same. Yeah. It's the same IP address as his dentist. Yeah, website. yeah. So a huge. We're laughing, but you know it's great it's, that these guys get exposed because um you know our sport relies on integrity. If yeah, we don't yeah. have our own integrity, then we've got nothing. Yeah. Um, and I guess you know I, we were talking a little about it. Um, off the air earlier about the whole kind of you know blatant self-promotion and people who aren't really that great you know using the sport as a vehicle to make a name for themselves and it's not something that sits particularly well with me yeah and there's not all you know they're not all cheats and very few of them are cheats and yeah but i think the frustration with that is why we so vehemently kind of have gone after these the people who have cheated because they're yeah. not just cheating themselves and they're not just picking up a you know one placing in a masters category they're undermining the integrity of the sport so, yeah. yeah yeah and, and it ruins what 
the other people who are doing really good work um, yep. in that fundraising sector, uh, it, it ruins what they're doing. So, yep. like, the next Robert Young to come along who's actually doing it, um, yeah. you, you know, how, how does he get on finding sponsors or getting, um, sponsorship dollars? So, yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and we've got a few Kiwis doing that, you know, Mel Law's doing great work, with the mental health foundation. And, um, you'd like to think that people won't be questioning whether he's actually going to run, um, a, a loop around Wales yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, like if I say I want to run, you know, the length of New Zealand in a record time and all of the money's going to go to, you know to the cerebral palsy society yeah. you want to be able to just trust me that i'm going to do it yeah but when these people you know it's not just that they're cheating it's just that their intentions from the get-go were never about raising money their intentions were yeah. never about for the being being for the good of the sport it was just about themselves yeah so yeah and um, pretty stink like it, on his on rob young's website he's got photos of him like giving talks at, at schools yeah. and things. Uh, like how disappointing you're, yeah your hero yeah. um terrible yeah. terrible i mean I'm, it's up there with with lance armstrong and, uh, and, and those no, it actually great, is it is i to be honest great frauds of you know i think yeah, no it's dangerous dangerous to say but with the taking of drugs, there has always been that argument of everyone else is doing it. Yeah, which it's not. It's not an excuse. It's not a real argument. But not everyone but, else yeah. is hopping in the RV. Yeah, no, no one it. else is doing that. That is terrible. Look, talking oh, about man. this, I've I've got a confession to make. Okay, time to spill the beans. Okay, I I my first year <laughs> running in the in the Frankton Athletic and Harrier Club Road Champs. <laughs> Um, the the course wasn't marked out, and I thought it went one way, but I knew that if I turned right, that it would be quicker. So I kind of knew that it wasn't the right course. <laughs> you kind of knew that you're taking a shortcut, and I kind of took it anyway. So I yeah. have I've I've done this, I've I've cheated <laughs> one time, and I was I was fourteen, and this is the first time I've ever told anyone about it. Like I wow. did it, and I won the race and i think a couple of the masters in the club were like a bit suspicious yeah um but i just kept my trap shut and i was like yeah i had a great race um because it would have just been too embarrassing to say that i'd cut the course yeah so um i felt guilty about it for you know 22 years and now it's it's time for me to come clean i promise <laughs> well done. promise to never do it again i'm happy to accept any sanctions that athletics new zealand want yep. to want to hand out strip to me of that title but yeah you know yeah yeah oh, strip <laughs> me of that frank did yeah, yeah i actually dave Burrow, if you're if you're listening you may have won that race oh so yeah, i'm go. gonna well um, done dave i'll owe you a beer mate yeah. so my you apologies. missed your chance to stand on the podium yeah oh, but... there's, there's no podium in the frankton <laughs> champs so, okay yeah all right well i don't know if i have cheated um uh, the closest that I can remember was um, Auckland Marathon mm. because marathon courses uh, measured the shortest distance, uh, yeah. which means the course measure assumes you're going to run on the footpath around corners. So I would oh, always run on the footpath. That's not true. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> a, a proper marathon course has to be run almost uh, completely on the road. So, But it needs to have cones, the... doesn't it? Yes, to... it should do. It should so, do. Yeah, pretty much on a, in a half marathon. 
if it's on the road, if you cut across the footpath, yeah. you're technically cheating. Though it's so accepted to do so. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't well, know. it's tricky. You're just anyone as bad who, as me, Hayden. Yeah. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyone who does the Auckland Marathon, the corner uh, corner up near Smales, Smales Farm, is it? We'll no, go with yeah, that. the one, the the northernmost point of the marathon. Yeah, there's this big blatant corner. The um, spectators are standing on the corner. There's mm. no cones or anything. It's you're saving yourself at least fifteen meters going on really? the inside. Fifteen meters. Yeah, I'd say so. And you did that. I did that. You are a cheat, my yeah. young young man. That's terrible. <laughs> um, Right, that's enough of talking about um, yeah, cheating. Uh, uh, cheating. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, what's next? Road relays. So we'll take a little break and be right back with you very soon. Welcome back to the Kiwi Running Show. We're coming to you live from the Tempo Fit Studios yeah. here in Mission Bay, a.k.a. Hayden's daughter's room. Is it your yeah. daughter's room or is well, it just a spare it's, room? Eventually it's going to be the daughter's room, which means we're going to get kicked out. So yeah. we need to get another room. So those weights yeah. and the guitar might need to be yeah, rehomed my somewhere. Desk and, yeah. yeah, and running trophies. Yeah. That's yeah. good. We'll, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to make some changes. So my office will be in the, the garden somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You need a little somewhere. man cave, like a little yeah, I know. garage or something yeah. on the side. There's a bit it, of room under the house. Anyway, as always, we've digressed. We're going to talk uh, about the National Road Relays, which is it's one of the most significant events on the Athletics New Zealand calendar. Yeah. It purely caters to the running community, and uh, it's a club-based event. And yep. so it's all about representing your club in a relay format on the roads, hence the name Road Relays. But um, great event, been going for a number of decades, celebrating its 30th year next year. No, 40th, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it must yeah. be. Yep. So, um, yeah, huge event. Hayden, um, tell us a little about the more recent history. Yeah, so recently, if we're talking senior women, senior men, um, certainly, like, uh, 10 years, for the last 10 years have been dominated by University of Canterbury. They've dropped off the scene the last four years. Yeah. Um, and so the last four years have gone Scottish, Wellington Scottish, that is, and yep. then New Brighton, um, so from Christchurch, and then Auckland City Athletics, and then Wellington Scottish again. So they are, that's the, the top three teams right there. Yeah. And so going into this race, they, they were probably the top three along with Pakaranga. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's who you're expecting the, the win to come from. Yeah. And there was no clear favourite, which is, which is quite cool. Yeah. In the ladies, um, University of Canterbury, again, uh, the, the, the big name on the, the podium for the last 10 years. Um, them and North Harbour Bays and Hamilton Hamilton Hawks. Yeah. And once again, they those three were really the, the big favourites coming into this. Um, so definitely set up a, an exciting race. So I was in the the senior men's um, a a race with uh, Wesley. Yep, with Wesley. Yeah. Um, so we were kind of hoping we're definitely an outside chance of a medal. Mm-hmm. Um, successful day would be top five but yeah. we'll we'll pick up with the action um i just recorded a bunch of interviews while we while we're going so enjoy the enjoy the coverage 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 Seven weeks, 62 and a half kilometres. We look forward to welcoming home 
all of the teams at the interviewing uh, centre area as you uh, get around the course. All right, the craziness and manicness that is the New Zealand Road Relays has kicked off with the senior men. Last to head off up the hill in rainy conditions in Rotorua. Uh, I've got to go and catch up with my van, so we'll, uh, we'll catch up with coverage very shortly. All right, so leg one has started and I'm here with our team captain, Alex Parlane. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Just yeah. to catch up to the boys. And and how, how do you think we're going to go today? Oh, we're probably going to win it. Um, Wesley's <laughs> hands down favourites. Yeah, we'll, we'll crush them. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will. Uh, if we get we get some good runs out, we'll, we should be an outside chance for a top five, maybe even podium chance. Oh, podium. You heard it here first. So, um... What what leg are you on and, and what are you hoping to do? Uh, leg 7, so 10.3, mostly flat. Yep. If I could hit about 31, I'd be pretty happy. Um, be a big ask, but we'll see what we can do. So you said mostly flat, and um, obviously you have chosen the teams. How, how exactly did I end up on lap number 4? You'd have to say that <laughs> up with uh, Ian Sussex, the lap selector. Oh, right, okay, I'll get to the bottom of this. Okay, we are just catching up with our team now, and it looks like everyone's sort of just stringing out a little bit, but there's a big old group right up at the front. Oh, this I is this is interesting. So we've got a Scottish B team runner, maybe C team at the back. The leaders. He's got to put a minute and a half on backseat. Get Brendan. So there's a big old group right at the front here. What have we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys all pushing it at the front. So nice and close to start. Alright. Go Hunto! You got it boy! Easy work! So I'm here with the, the Packeringer boys who currently at leg one have the have the lead. How are you guys feeling? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, it's a Quite good, 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 good yeah. start. Still early days. Uh, I think Michael Banks will smash it on the downhill, so we might yeah. might come in second. But yeah, still looking looking good. Good start. Yep. Yeah, good start. Mm -hmm. And like rumours around, you guys are in the conversation for for the win. People I've been talking to. Are, are you feeling pretty confident about the overall overall title? Oh, confident, confident, yeah, yeah confident quietly confident. on the yeah, podium, got a chance. and then yeah, outside chance of winning. Yeah, yeah we'll, cool. We'll just see. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and so what what legs are you you taking and um and say your name as well so people know. Uh, Nick Panitz, uh, team captain, uh, leg four. Leg four. Ah, oh, me too. Yeah. The brutal one. <laughs> yeah, and Paul Crowhurst, I'm doing leg six. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, all the best for the run, and we'll, we'll see you guys out there. I'll see you on leg four. Yeah. <laughs> So it's about 700 metres to go in League 1 and ACA, Auckland City Athletics has pulled away. Mike Banks on a storming downhill finish to the run. He's opened up about 80 metres or so on Johnny McKee from Pekaranga. And then it's basically daylight back to third place after that. So stay tuned for more.
don't know what it's like. <laughs> I'm here with Hamish Carson, one of the stars of Scottish. Um, how are you feeling about uh, about your team? Hodge. Oh, bloody good. Yeah. Hodgie's just uh, just finished off lap three, um, in third spot, but closing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got uh, we got Sam coming up now. Um, nice. And, one. No, so that was lap two. Sam, yeah, that Sam's was lap on, two. Sam's on lap three. He's going to crush it. Yeah. Um, if we can have a big lead by the time lap seven comes around, <laughs> that would be helpful on, for I'd you. Be, I'd be really happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Nice um, work. But yes, uh, it's it seems to be between ACA and Pack at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ryan Sisson's on the last lap. Yeah. Yeah, it's all coming down to it. So we're just coming out to the end of lap two. It is what was it, Packeringer, ACA, ACA then Scottish. Scottish. Oh. Yeah. Wesley, yeah, Wesley, Wesley back in fifth, where we should be. No, no, we're we're coming for a podium. All right, thanks. Mate. Give us the rundown, Tom, on your your second leg. How did it, how did um, it go? Well, I spent a fair amount of time deep in the box. Yeah, I'm still there now. That's what we like to hear. I've got a bee on me as well. I'm about to get stung, which is really <laughs> going to top things off. Bit more pain to add to the mix. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was all good, eh? Like. Got to a hill at about 7k, which just wrecked me. We've been yeah. running like 312s to a 340. That got my oh, average back down to my standard 317, so that's good. It's just what I wanted to be, but yeah. Nice. No, it was good. And did you, you picked up a place, didn't you? I got three guys. Three guys? Yeah, I got three guys. Nice. So I was trying to get Takapuna, but yeah. I blew myself out in the first half, and that was, and that was it. Sounds like an average night out on the town, you mean? It was. It's like an average night out. Got three of them. <laughs> Oh great work Todd. So what anyone know what place that puts us? No. Sitting in fifth. fifth. Alright, fifth place and what about two minutes behind the lead? Two and a half. Two and a half minutes behind the lead. And fourth is 30 seconds up the road and oh. a minute 30 up to third. Up to third. Alright, stay tuned. Alright, so I'm here with Andy Stewart. Um and uh, how how was your leg? It was good, it was very, very tough, quite technical first, first 500 meters. Yeah. Got caught in a one one lane bridge behind a tractor, so Are you like, serious? had to like squeeze in past this tractor, trying not to get run over. Awesome. But it was, yeah. it was good, sealed into it quite nicely. Nice. It was very, very tough at the end. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was the toughest part. Totally. And there were a lot of quick guys on your leg as well. So yeah, someone streamed past me at the side of the hill. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just try and hold on as fast as I can. Yeah, totally. So I think when you came in, we were maybe sixth or seventh, yeah, something so I, like that. Yeah, I lost one place. Yeah, so it must have been yeah. sixth. And I held I held the place, but I lost it a lot of times. So. Um, oh, it's good. Anyway. You ran well, well too. Yeah, oh, cheers, man. I'm pretty sore now. <laughs> Here we are at the changeover between leg leg five and six. And there's a bit of carnage. Eric Speakman is, is picking up after running an amazing leg. And then we've got Kieran Fayette, who's currently on the ground, looking pretty, pretty painful. How, yeah, yeah, man, yeah, not looking good at all. How's how's Scottish looking? Have you seen the 18? Yeah, they came through. Hoops was looking real strong. Yeah, who's in the lead? Uh, I think. No, Scottish are in the lead. Scottish are in the lead. Scottish yeah. you got it. Scottish came through super strong. Five two legs to go, but yeah, yeah. yeah a couple of leads. Hero, then uh, Olympian Hamish Carson. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And um, you're live on the Kiwi Running Show, Tim oh, Cornish. Yeah. Um, right, how, yeah. How's WAC going so oh, far? Yeah, sort of six or seven, so yeah. sort of moving through well, sort of uh, battling out for those one and Yeah, totally. Speaking of grading spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, um, we've just had Wesley coming on through. 
didn't quite empty the tank as much as the two guys just before him who were both still on the ground um, but yeah we'll give it to him here I am with Steve Day um, as the ACA runner comes through is this second place, second place Josh yeah. Macy yeah. looks like he's had a hard fought leg struggling struggling a little bit but um, that now's the time when you want to struggle so Steve how's, how's it gone so far for you guys you're in the lead yeah it came together really well we didn't think we were gonna have this one this year we were kind of yeah. thinking oh, if we can get a medal that'll be good but um, uh, yeah tactically everything's worked perfectly for us and some of the new guys are coming to the team both ran blinders so that's been yeah. awesome yeah totally. and, um, and then Rowan just had a smoking lap on five which really helped us yeah, yeah. awesome now, the question, obviously, is we were on the same leg, leg four, the hilly one. Um, how many minutes do you think you took out of me? <laughs> I didn't actually time myself, um, but I think I did about 28. I, so. I, I might be within a minute then. I was yeah. like 28, 40, so, yeah. Um, and here comes New Brighton, so they're in third place. So it's Oscar Inkster Baines taking up the last leg versus Olympian Hamish Carson. Who's obviously a 1500 meter guy, so what's, what's your pick? Hopefully he's just going to sit and kick. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're play it smart. Not to, not to dip onto the inside in the last 400 meters. Yeah, love yeah. it, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, I mean, Pekaranga were giving us a really good run at the start, but it looks like they've struggled a bit, so yeah. you know, we were worried about Ryan Sissons bringing it home too. Yeah, them, so totally. Well, Kieran Fahety, um was eyes rolling back, wobbling all over the road when he um, crossed the finish line, so he, he absolutely emptied the tank yeah, for Pekaranga. So five's hard. Come off that downhill and then still do 6K and rolling hills. Oh, it's hard yeah. work, yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll see you at the finish line. Yeah, good luck, guys. Cool. So Jonathan Drake, uh, a member of the Wesley Masters team, how are you going? Very well, looking forward yep. to my 10.3k to nice. finish off our, our team. So you're the big superstar to bring it home, the I anchor. I am, I yeah. am, yes. Nice, and where are you guys sitting at the moment? Do you know any uh, places or anything? Right near the back. Uh -huh. We're competing against senior women more than the other <laughs> yeah, nice work. at the moment. Well, someone's got to uh, bring home the... Uh, the back of the pack and make the others look faster. Exactly. Yeah, well, well all the best. You should have a nice flat run in. Thanks, Hayden. Go. Nice of Hayden Sherman to give me someone to lead out. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I thought I'd give you a little lead to, um, so you could hunt someone down so you weren't totally running by yourself. But Eric Speckman, how was your leg? Your, yeah. Your, was, was it fourth, fifth leg for you, wasn't it? Yeah, fifth leg. Yeah. Oh, it's a beast, man. Yeah, there's a big old hill in the middle of it, eh? Quads are dead. Yeah. Like, I was smoking it down the hill, I'm like, man, this feels good. Leg turnover, just flying, and then hit the flat. Yeah, oh, this, yeah. this hurts a bit. And yeah. I hit the uphill, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> in trouble here, just trying to grind up that hill. I think I hit four minute Ks again going up the yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Wait a minute, totally. like, just back there, I was doing 240s. What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just grind it out, grind it out, eh? Nice. And you guys are sitting pretty well. You're, uh, what fifth place at the moment? Yeah, sitting in fifth. So yeah, hopefully, that's solid. hopefully we'll be able to hold on to that, and yeah. uh, we'll be stoked. But it's the first time that anybody in the club can actually remember us having a team in the A grade going for the national title. So yeah, that's awesome. Come top five, we'd be pretty, yeah. pretty damn happy with that. Yeah, I mean, from a little little town like that, when you think, you know. Um, the size of Auckland, and there's <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. what two Auckland clubs ahead of you guys at the moment, yeah. from just off the top of my yeah, head. So yeah, there. yeah. Well, well done, and um, freshen up those legs. 
yeah hopefully yeah. i get back into the miles and yeah and totally track season um now i hear a little rumor you might be coming on board with with tempo fit doing a little bit of coaching yeah yeah it's yeah. Easy to get, get involved in tempo fit so yeah see if we can start up a new location new surprise yeah, yeah. which i guess won't be a surprise at this point but uh yeah yeah, yeah no, totally. i'm keen to get on board i think tempo fits in doing some real good work around auckland and wellington that i've seen them yeah, seen cool. them doing and uh keen to get involved in that and get more people in running oh man it'd be awesome to have you on board it'd be the superstars team with you and laura um heading it up yeah so, yeah it'd yeah. be great to have laura along and we trained together all through high school so yeah. It'd be nice to oh, get yeah. that partnership going again and see if yeah. we can get some more Hawks Bay prodigies out there and get everyone running hard. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to join the show and no doubt we'll, um, we'll see you near the finish line. Yeah, no worries, mate. Good awesome. luck. Awesome. See you. <laughs> All right, so hopefully you followed all that, that chaoticness of my interviewing. <laughs> Were there a few beers being consumed? I haven't heard the interviews yet. Totally. So basically how road relays works, aside from someone like me who doesn't drink, who ends mm. up being the sober driver, um, you finish your leg and you get handed a beer. That's kind of how... Well done, mate. Here's yeah. a beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, while you're on your warm-down run, so the drinking yeah. starts, and it doesn't stop until um, several hours in... It, Early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next day. Excellent. A couple and of hours before you go on the big recovery run. Yeah, and yeah. so ultimately you guys ended up in sixth place. Yeah, sixth place. Which is, you know, not quite the result you would have been looking yeah, for. Yeah. Now, are you, big question on everyone's uh, mind is, are you going to stick loyal to uh, Wesley or are you going <laughs> to shop around? Oh, no, I, I do like to be loyal. I, I don't like yeah. to be um, shopped around too much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we had but fun. But open to all offers at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, Scottish was the, the club that I started with, so certainly if I moved back to Wellington, I'd, I'd join Scottish because they, um, they were a big part of my running journey. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for us, I think um, – you need like three or four of your runners to have blinders to yeah. really get your your a goal mm. um and there was really great competition like um i had napier harriers um just giving me so much grief <laughs> yeah they they did actually really well they had good team tactics so they would drive 500 meters up the road wait for their runner to come past and i started about 200 meters in front of their runner yeah um and it was james parsons and, oh wow okay yeah, yep and he was closing on me and i i knew it because the distance the time between when their banter to me would stop and their encouragement to him would start was was getting shorter and shorter yeah to the point where it was just encouragement from <laughs> yeah, yeah and then a little side remark to me um so th that was that was quite classic like it was quite hard to stay focused um and james ended up coming past me and i sat on him used him to battle my way into a headwind yeah I had a nasty leg. It was uphill and headwind the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So, so <laughs> if we count um, forward from yourself, so Napier City ended up just beating you? Yep. And so, I'll... yeah, a minute and a half up the road. So Eric okay. Speakman actually ran a stellar fifth leg and opened up the lead that we, we were never going to claw back. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. they did great for a small, like a yep. regional club. They they really did stand out. Yeah, I would give them the team effort of the day. Yeah, um, they all ran really well. Yeah, guys and, that, who I, I don't really know. 
Uh, yeah, it's a great, are, a great motley really crew. Like you've got the you got Eric Speakman, who's who was just off Olympic qualification. Yeah. Stephen Smith on the comeback trail. Yeah, Kirsten Day, who is a trail runner. Yeah, Kristen Day. Kristen yeah. Day, sorry, yeah. trail runner. James Parsons, who's a solid kind of half marathoner. And then the other, who were these other guys? We don't know, but they ran their hearts out. And yeah. fifth place was a great performance. Yeah, yeah, I think they really deserved it. And they had like all kitted out in their team gear and like, oh, that that's great classic. team dynamic where they're pulling up um, every 500 meters to cheer their runner on. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they really deserved it. Yeah, and um, so moving up to yeah, fourth, fourth place. So this is Pakaranga. The um, pack attack. Yeah. Now what happened with them is they were sitting in first. Um, so they were in the lead for the first four legs. Mm-hmm. Um, gets to leg five and Kieran Faherty, um, who's one of their strongest team members. Yep. Um, Who we've, we've had on the show, show yeah, Irish yep. marathon runner. Wellington marathon. And yep. On a huge improvement curve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So very solid runner, but he actually took off on a flyer on that mm. fifth leg. And the fifth leg's a really interesting one because it's downhill for the first 4K. So you're just motoring. Like you yep. lose 150 meters in that first 4K. So serious, like perfect for just getting rolling. Yeah. Then it flattens out and then you get onto the Rotorua Marathon course, which and hit the the big hill at about halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're going uphill after destroying your quads downhill. Now you're going uphill, and then you've got another downhill before a flat drag sprint about a mile on the flat mm. to the finish line. So it basically, like looking at that course profile, it's the perfect one to put yourself in the box and destroy you. Mm. And so Kieran actually... Um, just went out really hard. I think he was running sort of 240 per K down that hill. Madness. Um, put himself in, in the hurt locker and really struggled home that last 4K. And we mm. came past him with about 500 metres to go. And he was like baby giraffe legs walking around the, the track really uh, <laughs> or on the road. Yeah. Uh, or, or he's still running, but it was um, really hard. He just collapsed over the line. And, Not and, pretty. Yeah. I've never seen someone in so much hurt in a 10K. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're talking phenomenal. Alistair Brownlee at the, at the um, yeah, yeah. ITU race. Like yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Johnny Brownlee. Johnny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. It was, it was epic. Um, and for me, like that puts him pretty close to getting the, the run of the day if he hadn't popped himself, but yeah. but just like to put yourself through that much hurt in a relay mm. um, is phenomenal. Like, mm. uh, yeah, I, the St. John's ambulance were trying to say that he was dehydrated, but I don't see how that can happen in no. 30 minutes of running. No, um, no. I think it was just body shutting down. Yep. Yep. Brain saying no. Crazy, no crazy yeah. stuff. So, so that meant they dropped back um, a couple of places, leaving Scottish to um, take the lead with um, with ACA and New Brighton in hot pursuit. Yeah. So um, where are we? Where are the, where are the results? Oh, Have yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I've got them in front of me. So yeah. Pakaranga was fourth. Third place was ACA. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that, they, they kind of came out on top of the Auckland teams and... You know, in a lot of ways, that's that's a bit of an upset there. Pakaranga would have been quite confident of um, being ahead of them, yeah, um, on the day, but no, it d- didn't work out. So great run from AC- ACA, Christchurch boys, New Brighton Olympic in second, um, but over a minute ahead of them, uh, Wellington Scottish 
just ran a really smart race. Yeah. And you were looking at the the breakdown of their legs before and and they were it was really smart. They stacked their faster runners towards the ends. Yeah. Um and so they were coming from behind. They had yeah. people to, to and, tee off and Yeah, and yeah. as as a team, they didn't uh you know, they were composed. They didn't panic at any stage. Um, and it looks like they came through nicely uh, to yeah. take the win. So and yeah. close racing too. Like there was only a minute separating each of those top three teams. So one minute back to second, then another minute back to third. Yeah. So that means you can see them just up the road. That's what three three hundred meters or so up the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agonizing so, as well, just to be able to see someone just up there, and, and yeah, the yeah. pressure that people put themselves under for this race is immense. It, it, yeah. it is really an incredible event if you ever get the chance to to yeah. jump into a team in the master's grade or or even one of the open grades uh, grab it with both hands because yeah. it's it's a once so in a good. lifetime running experience except yeah. for we get to do it every year yeah it's cool yeah it's so cool and yeah. so run of the day i want to give to uh rowan hooper from, oh man from Scottish. Yes. good call so yeah he ran that same leg that karen Fayette ran Yep. He had some of the best runners in the country also on that leg as the, the the second to longest. Um, but with those hills, with that fast downhill, it was mm. really hard to pace yourself properly. And what you um, what you see with Rowan is that old man experience. Yep. So Rowan's just a year older than me. And he's got a great backstory, if anyone is, is yeah. ever interested. Like he wasn't a great runner as a junior. Went over to the UK on a road scholarship, I believe. Really wow. improved his running while he was in the UK. But um, we were talking off air before. It's been probably two or three years since Rowan has won an open medal at like a national road or cross country. Yeah. You know, it, it, he has kind of stepped back a little bit from the sport. He still does it to keep the young guys honest. Yeah. But this performance today, oh, oh, sorry, on the weekend, just amazing for a guy who's essentially semi-retired from from his from top level running to yeah. come out and get the fastest time. Yeah, you you got to think he got the win for Scottish. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a huge performance. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, when you think Eric Speckman was almost an Olympian and he ran faster than than Eric, um, sure it was over ten k, but um, oh, I yeah. I watched most of Eric's run and he was looking so smooth. We were thinking yeah. no one else is running as fast as Eric today, but. And then, Phenomenal. A, then a thirty-eight-year-old yeah. man, yeah, uh, yeah, gets him. So yeah, yeah that's, awesome. That's really impressive. Now let's. So jump, that was the men's race. Yeah, we'll jump over to the women's. Um, look, North Harbour Bays have just had this championship on lockdown for a number of years, they and do. it's yeah. it's easy to see why when you look through this team: Esther Cohen, uh, Anika Fitzner, Katie Wright. Just you yep. know that a lot of the top athletes in New Zealand. Uh, female athletes all run for bays. Well, it's it's classic because if you are a female runner in Auckland, mm. you basically run for bays. Like there's yeah. almost no question. Yeah, it's so strange because you've got these other sort of male dominated clubs. Oh, in I, th- the city. I think it's a coaching and, situation. Yeah, so, you know they've got yeah. a great coaching setup, particularly with um Paul Hamlin yeah. leading things. So you know, it, it, and you want to train with with people who yeah who are like you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes and sense. Look, to, if anything. The, the the team run of the day has got to go to Hamilton City Hawks for getting, you know, they were just over a minute behind. Yeah. And when you compare, so Hamilton has Camille Buscombe, who is just right on the verge of, of being an international Olympic level runner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, outside of Camille, can, you know, we're not, 
exactly talking household names with yeah. the Hamilton City Nicole Hawks Mitchell, team. Nicole um, Mitchell. Oh, you know, they're, there, so they're good. Yeah, they're, they're solid, really yeah. good runners. But, you know, to get together six girls and, and finish within a minute of that North, North Harbour Bays team, really, really yeah. impressive. Solid. So, and Wellington, Harrier Athletic in third. Um, but to be fair, they were 13, almost 14 minutes behind. So that's yep. a huge wow. drop-off in... in um, yeah, not quite yeah. that depth in the, the men's field. No, but, there's not. There's um, not, which is a shame. But great performance. But it's also tough because you need that. Um, was it just six six people for the for the females? Race? Yeah, yeah. One, remember. two, three, four, five, six, seven. 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 Yeah, so, so you, you do need actually, seven. It's actually solid hard. Runners. There's, there's yeah. not that many clubs around New Zealand who can get seven senior females together. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so ladies yeah. out there who are listening, definitely go and check out your local club yeah, and there's these lots sorts of, of events will really yeah. um really spice up your spice up your running. Yeah. Um so top club overall um was was actually Wellington Harriers. They got the award for for best club at the at the event and I think it's taken by the number of top 3s you get. Yeah, it was like that. um I had heard it was um, equal between Auckland City Athletics, Hamilton City Hawks, and Wellington Harrier Athletic Oh wow! Athletic yeah, Club. I didn't, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah, so okay. Hamilton City Hawks have actually had this on lockdown um, yeah. for a number of years, just yeah. because um, they compete so well across every grade. You know, they've had great junior teams, always got good masters teams. There's guys like Kent Hodgson who are just consistently amongst the better masters in New Zealand, and yeah. they've got a great. Team vibe the Hawks. I used to, you know, I used to run for the other club in Hamilton <laughs> Frankton, and I used to just look at them and I hated them. But now that I'm a bit older and not Is not that as jealous, you cheat on the yeah yeah club yeah, yeah. No, we just couldn't beat them. Actually, we did beat them a couple of times. But yeah, they do. They are so well run. They do an amazing job. Um, you know, so yeah, three clubs um, judged the the best overall club. Yeah. So um, great performance, and and those clubs are really setting a good example of how how you can make the sport attractive to the general public and and really get a lot of members. And actually, they all do do a good job in that space. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yep. So well done. Um, top women's run of the day. Yeah, top women's run has to go to Rosa Flanagan. So of University of Canterbury, they actually finished up fourth, which I think was a bit disappointing for them. Mm. Um, but Rosa apparently was running sort of 305 per K yep. in the first 4K of her yep. leg, which is leg five again. So yep. that was downhill, but yep. still shows she, like she's bounced back from in- injury I th- I th- seriously. I think it was tough on those girls because they had to, Angie Petty had to sit out yeah, um, with a right. hamstring yep. strain. And so when you take out your second best runner yep. and have to, you know, and then you're, you're adding someone who technically would be your eighth, Best runner, yeah, it's probably a pretty big drop off considering that the runner you're replacing is an Olympian. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rosa Flanagan just absolutely smashed it, from what I hear. Yeah, so she ran. I think it's like 34 minutes for 10.1k. So flying, yeah, owned it. Um, yeah, yeah. So great racing, and it is a an incredible event. We're actually taking the Tempo Fit crew down to the Ekadin this weekend, back yes, to Rotorua. Yes, so. I've missed a lot of emails where <laughs> my team, I think I'm in the third team, yep. um, they're planning the costume that yes. we're going to be wearing. <laughs> and I, I haven't checked my email, so I don't I think you're wearing a coconut bra. That was the last. Joking. I actually <laughs> and could a do it. Skirt I could do a with lay. a bra when I run, <laughs> um, but I prefer not a coconut bra. But I, I've been watching a lot of Survivor hey, recently. You could, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I can go yeah, and have yeah, a little drink have... as I go along. Yeah, I could, yeah anyway. So I wish that... people could see the action you just yeah, <laughs> performed yeah. picking up your boob towards yeah. your mouth. It's not a boob, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's a move. peck. It's oh, a peck. Sorry. It's a peck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just softer than a normal peck. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. So we're going to get a little taste fun. of uh, road relay action in the yeah, yeah. So It'll this be event's been going for... I don't know. Uh, about over a decade. Yeah, I, it's de- certainly a decade. I, I want to say Phil Clode started this. Oh, cool. Um, but I'll check with him. I'm pretty sure that's the case, though. So, yeah, yeah really exciting stuff. We're looking forward to it, and we'll do a little recap of that next week along with the other Absolutely. national and international action. But um, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Kiwi Running Show, brought to you by Tempo Fit. We hope you're enjoying today's show so far. We're going to wrap it up with... A little bit of training talk, and we're doing a two-part training talk Yeah. Um, on injuries. Um, and so today we're going to talk about, you know, usually when you get an injury, say you pick up a little hamstring strain or whatever it is, oh, God, you know, it's a disaster. It's, yeah. it's the end of the world. You're going to have to maybe pull out of the race you were planning to do or adjust your expectations around time. Well, today we're going to talk about flipping that mindset on its head and looking at the positives yep. of having an injury because I think totally. there are a lot of positives you can come out. Next yep. week, we're going to talk a little more about injuries and how to come back from them, but yep. we'll we'll save that to next week. So today, oh. Hayden, I, I know you know through your time running, it hasn't always been smooth sailing. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've had a couple of... Uh, long-term niggles and one major injury yep. so you can you can speak to this as well as anyone else yeah well it was funny when i got into running because i came from uh, a background of surfing and skateboarding where if you get injured there is a bone sticking out the side, <laughs> side of your um, your yeah. skin or there's a gaping wound from a surfboard fin slicing through your calf or something yeah. so usually you're very aware of the injury and so is everyone around you but with running, first time I got injured, it's like, this is just such a weird thing. My yeah. body's just not functioning. This one little tendon is just giving me grief. Yeah. And so it is. It's these repetitive injuries. And um, I, I think like we want to focus on the positives because it can, it can really rattle you. Like yeah. running becomes your life and yeah. you, need to, um, you need to stay positive because yeah. it can, um, it, when you lose that outlet, that stress release, um, mm. Yeah, it, it can be a tough thing. Yeah, and there's two main things I want to talk about today. And so yep. one is um, the benefits you can gain by doing stuff besides running. Yeah. So when you're injured, it makes sense. Sometimes you have to take a layoff. Sometimes it just makes sense to take a layoff. That means you can focus on other things that will ultimately make you a better runner. Yeah. And the second thing I want to talk about is just um, your life cycle. Yeah. As a runner, so you know, through uh, ten years of running, yeah, how many actual days are you running if you get hurt? And you know, is that potentially a good thing in terms of increasing the length of time and your motivation in the sport? Yeah, totally. So, yeah, yeah. well, let's uh, let's start on that first point. Eh? The, um, yeah, looking at yourself like, okay, I'm injured. This is an opportunity to actually make myself stronger. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a Kanye West song, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you when when you do get injured, um, there's lots of things that when you're running, you might not have time to do or mm. um, the energy to do. So yeah, yeah, getting in the gym, um, it would be the first of those. Yeah, um, and generally running uh, when we when we're in a running program, we set aside 
at least 45 minutes up to an hour and a half, sometimes two hours a day just to run. Yeah. And so you find yourself with all of this time. And if you can direct that into a meaningful activity, yeah. you can come out the other side of your injury so much stronger. And I'm seeing yeah. an example of this at the moment with an athlete I coach, Adam Fairclough. He's a young 18 year old guy and um, was having a great track season and unfortunately got a navicular stress fracture. So that's a stress yeah. fracture in his foot. And it mandated that he had to have several months off running. Wow. And so Adam was good at running around in circles relatively fast, but his overall strength was not fantastic. Mm. But it's his just athletic ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he comes from a background of playing a bit of rugby, but I don't know if he was, you know, fantastic. And he, he, um, he had certain, uh, you know, strengths, but he wasn't what I would call a, a strong running athletes yeah. um but then you know the time that he's had off over the injury i've i've given him a lot of core training exercises to do and a lot of real mm. really running specific stuff that has taken up a lot of his time in his rehab yeah throwing in with that lots of swimming and biking to keep his fitness up yeah awesome. so then you know he's staying up with us at the moment so we were doing some core work the other day and the the improvement in his core strength is just off the charts wow yeah. so w- within this period he's gone from kind of being a he used to look like a, a really young teenage athlete to now physically he's very much looks like a like a man yeah he's he's stronger yeah put he's on actually, a bit more muscle yeah and, he's put on yeah. a bit more muscle but he's really you know coordination everything has gone through the roof yeah, so he's had cool. lots of time to focus on that stuff and it i think it's going to have a huge benefit on him going forward and add into that the cross training his uh, you know coming back to running it's actually really exceeded my expectations in terms of how much fitness he's hung mm. on to by wow, doing the nice. cross training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not running very far at the moment. He's just up to about 45 minutes as yep. a maximum running. But, you know, he's running that at four minute Ks really easily yeah, because he just cool. hasn't lost a lot of fitness. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so I kind of break in the, that kind of, uh, we'll call it cross training, but it's, it's not cross training because I like to view view yourself as a runner not just as a runner but as an athlete so yep. you can perform multiple movements other than just moving your putting legs in front of the other mm. um and so i break into that sort of the athletic movement um space when you're when you're not running um uh, in three three areas so there's you've got um aerobic conditioning and then you've got um strength um core strength in, in particular and then you've got mobility and so probably the most important one generally when you're injured is to really work on that strength so you're building core strength um, building glute strength especially glute medius um, which seems to be the one that that leads to a lot of injuries um, but certainly things like squats uh, planks um, crunches supermans hollows yeah. all that all that core stuff that just gets you very very strong it's not just the abdominals not just the show muscles it's all the lower back yeah. and, and obliques the, the and girdle yeah i used yeah. to um use the term girdling with delights um <laughs> because that sort of stuff it does it, yeah. when you're running along it allows you to hold yourself in that neutral upright position yeah that is the most the efficient position to be in when you're running yeah um, and it's probably the most common um technical fault 
that you see in runners and even yeah. top level runners if they're not real if they're not strong through that area they can either sit down in the bucket or lean forward too much yeah, or yeah. any you know sway from side to side too much yeah uh, you know uh, and one kind of thing that i like is if you can set aside some time to really focus on something and get it up to 100% then yeah. through when you come back to your normal running load you might be able to then back that off and just maintain it yeah totally um but yeah. if you never get up to 100% then you're never going to be able to maintain 100% yeah. if that makes sense yeah. So. yeah like if you can't hold a 10 second plank there's a good sign that you need yeah. to improve your your core strength yeah um and so that's the thing like if you can get it up to holding a two minute plank quite comfortably then it's just a matter of maintaining that yeah. once you get back yeah. into the training and um, it's great to be able to have something else to focus on yeah uh when you're not running as much as you would like to and so you know that's a good example you know can I get my plank hold up to two minutes it's a great little goal to work towards yeah, yeah. and and we'll have a great crossover to running yeah so For yeah, sure. the other area that I that I think is really valuable is just through the lifespan of any runner, um, injuries happen. Yeah, and you know I think overall it's a good thing. It can make us hungrier. So in my yeah. you know decade plus of competitive running, I've probably missed out on two cross country seasons and three track seasons. Yeah, and. Each time that that happened, it made me hungrier to come back yep. for that next season. So a quarter of your time, you were basically on the sidelines. Ooh, sounds that, like a lot. Right? Two and a half. Yeah, years. it sounds like a lot when you yeah. say it like that. It seems like nothing now. Like I've you know completely yeah, yeah. forgot about them. I just remember the times when I was racing. Yeah, but it really did keep me fresh. I never, you know, to this day, I, I get that little um, you know itch in my feet whenever I get down to a track, even though you know it's not yeah, going to happen. Cool. But you know, I never lost my my hunger and my passion for the sport. Um, these little breaks away from it, although they were forced, you know, they kept me fresh and they kept me focused. Yeah. So. Yeah, they do make you hungry. And mm. I've got to say, like, if you go out and do some, say, aqua jogging, which is a great cross training, great way of building cardio fitness, but <laughs> far out the the mental toughness you get from coming up back from doing like an interval session in the pool and then you go to do an interval session on the track running um that's so easy i'd, I'd oh, take the yeah <laughs> i'd take the yeah. running any day yeah, i've i've yeah. done quite a bit of aqua jogging god it's in my head in oh man it's terrible yeah terrible. when they when they inter invent like an aqua jogging pool with like two tvs at the end you can just put like game of thrones on yeah, or something yeah, and yeah. Just, <laughs> oh man it, it is brain numbing yeah, yeah yeah it really is um but yeah i totally agree you mm. you can come back stronger you can come back a more resilient yeah more, it, more passionate and driven athlete. And, it, and it makes you appreciate the sport and the times when you can run injury free i, I see yeah. that a lot with the tempo fit athletes they'll be going through the motions coming to the sessions and then yeah you know something or another illness injury uh you know work stresses will force them to take a break when they come back, they're like they 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 have a newfound appreciation for the sessions and the training yeah. and the you know the comfortable fatigue that that uh, we put them through in a tempo fit session. So yeah, yeah, it, you know I think this is all about looking just just flipping that paradigm and looking at it. You know, it's never a good thing, but there are positives to step away from what you're doing and and focus sure. on something else for a short time. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyone out there who is dealing with injury, um, stay positive. Take take these ideas on board and really use this time to make yourself stronger, make yourself a better runner, um, and you will you will thank yourself for every plank and squat that you do, uh, or aqua jogging session. So keep at it. Um, we're about done with the show, but I should probably mention before we before we finish up that Tempo Fit has got a lot of stuff happening around the country. So yes, uh, we, exciting stuff. Yeah, first of all, down in Dunedin, we're starting on Monday, Monday the tenth, um, for our next season, and that leads up perfectly to Queenstown Marathon. So oh, fantastic! Um, we would love it if. It, even if you don't live there, flick your Dunedin friends a little message, say, hey, you should get on board with this. We've got um, some great coaches down there um, who are taking the sessions. Um, and then Napier is starting up, which yeah. is the big news. Tempo so, Fit Hawks Bay. That's yeah. really exciting. And we have um, Eric Speakman and Laura Nagel as the the coaches. You're so, joking. Yeah. So that's, wow. That's amazing. Um, I knew Eric was on board, but that's fantastic to have Laura as well. Yeah. So. I kind of want to just move down there so they can coach me. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah, just yeah. sign up and uh, that would be awesome. Like, I couldn't have imagined like a better um, coaching duo down there. Yeah. So um, you uh, yeah. just tempo fit Hawks Bay. If you know anyone in the Bay, uh, you know, do send them the uh, a link. Yeah. So tempofit.org. Yeah. Um, and we've also got a taster session this Monday. Um, so Monday, 5.30pm down at Marine Parade. Um, if you go to tempofit.org slash taster, you'll see all the details. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'm going to be down there. So it would be awesome to have anyone who can make it come along. Um, and then Auckland, we're going we're going strong. Wellington's starting up in the on the twenty fourth of yeah. October. So now yeah, you it's cool. you were telling me the other day that numbers in Auckland are really good. Eighty yeah eighty six. So that's the most we've ever had. Yeah, so new record. Fantastic, which is exciting. Yeah, and yeah. you know classes um around the city. So you know yeah. if 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 you're wanting to take your running to the next level and and learn from the best or at least pretty good people <laughs> yeah um do be sure to check us out tempofit.org as always if you have any feedback the email address is krs at tempofit.org and uh, we look forward to catching you next week ka kite anō. <laughs>